0: This is Foxhole podcast number 14. I'm Joe DeLisi, and uh, we got a little bit different format today, which I'll, uh, I'll explain to you in a second. But first, I want to cover some ground um, very specific to financial advisors, because of course, that's what I do for a living primarily. And um, I think that uh, financial advising, financial advisors, if you're good, they're, they're at war. And here's how I feel about that. Um, we are at war we're at war with an undefeated enemy and that enemy is human behavior but in this is the business that we've chosen i mean that's that's what we have chosen and perhaps it shows us i don't know but most of us don't really know how we got to where we are now it wasn't a grand plan designed from childhood it wasn't little johnny always puts financial advisor when asked if he wanted to be you know when he grows up like what does he want to be no that's none of us put that down We put down things like baseball player, policeman, or superhero, but never financial advisor. And never in a million years would we have thought that we would, in part at least, be selling the thing that really no one wants to buy, which is life insurance, and specifically whole life insurance. So the days can be tough. You know, everything's really kind of against us except the math. You've got the internet. The monthly spending budget the investment advisor the brother-in-law the cpa all of them aligned against what we know to be true by science by math but it doesn't matter because behavior is undefeated poor behavior is more than just people eating crappy food or buying term and investing the difference or selling to cash in a 20 percent downturn no those are symptoms the real behavioral issue is this is that we don't believe we will pay for our quote sins of short-term thinking. And people eat like they will never be 80 and they spend like it too. And let me say that again. People eat like they will never be 80 years old and they spend the same way, like they'll never deal with those ramifications. People are making decisions for today, what, what it feels like today. They want the nice car, the nice house, the clothes, the food, The vacations, all of it. But they do all of it with little or no regard at all for their future self. And it's the future self who's both real and 100% reliant on who you are today for his or her future well being. And none of us know our future selves, but that person's real. And that person will reap the decisions we sow today. And that is the human behavior issue. That is what we battle as advisors to our clients. And we fight not just behavior, but our own industry, an industry that promotes things like hourly fee-only planning, as if commissions are dirty, as if AUM fees, once regarded as the only proper way of actually earning money, are now also dirty. they're all entitled to their opinions. But here are the truths. Without you, without you, the financial advisor, your clients have a very, very low probability of financial success. Without you, your clients have a very high probability of needing GoFundMe after something bad happens. And Without you, the majority of your clients will never have estate documents, they'll never be able to distribute money effectively to themselves or their heirs. Without you, the vast majority of your clients will die mostly broke and with no legacy to their children. The same children, by the way, they pour every last nickel into today only to leave those kids and grandkids with nothing as a legacy, except how not to manage money. But it'll be too late, as those kids become addicted to the same lifestyle their parents got hooked on. Without you, most of your clients will buy houses too large, cars too new, budget too little, leaving them stuck in their corporate trappings, which are mostly in danger of going away due to technological change. Without you, most of your clients will be lucky to get a 3% rate of return gross of fees and taxes because they get scared when markets work like the riptides. Without you, most of your clients will believe the decades-old myth that they're going to retire at 65 and die at 80, leaving them pretty much old, broke, and miserable when they live to 100. And those items don't even come close to what you do for your clients. The good you do far outweighs whatever compensation you receive in the form of commissions or AUM fees. It's not even close. I don't believe one can even begin to calculate it. Win the war of poor behavior against all odds. This is what we are tasked with doing for our clients. We're not out there looking for tips and tricks to push products. We are selling people security and certainty in a world that is anything but those things. But people aren't going to naturally want that, at least not Americans. We've had it so good for so long now that everyone drives a BMW, everyone drives a Tahoe, and we've come to feel that we're entitled to it. It used to be those vehicles were for high-level executives only. Now they're in every driveway, financed at 1.9% over seven years. The today mentality squeezes out the space to plan for decades in the future. And this is just not the norm of today's American client. It's our job to help them out of that financial pit. This business is hard. I've heard people say it's not, but it is. We're tasked with helping our clients go against every fiber of their natural being. We're fighting everyone from ignorant radio talk show hosts, to arrogant bloggers, and you know who I mean. To easy credit, fixed index funds. Why do we do it? Why not just sell 100% commission term insurance and, and assets under management? Why not? Why? Why fight it? I can't answer this for you, but I can say this for me: I do it because no one else will. Hell, no one else can. I, we are uniquely suited for this career at this point in time. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not. I'm not some, it's my why kind of guy. I think that's mostly horse crap. It's overused and cliche. I'm not in this business because I'm some bleeding heart and my clients deserve me. No, I'm a capitalist. And I'm in this war because I carry massive value to the clients who see it. For the ones who can understand what they're up against, I'm the only one who can get them to that promised land. I really believe that. And I'm appropriately compensated for it because dollars follow value. Hell, I'm probably even underpaid and so are you. I'm lucky. We are lucky. We get paid to do what is correct. The math is on our side. We get to sleep well at night knowing that what we do is the one necessary and two rare in our industry. So we'll fight the war. We're going to lose as much as we win. Good. No one gets through a war without getting bloody. There'll be good days. There'll be brutal days. But at the end of the day, I can promise you all this. You are fighting the good fight on the right side. And you should be damn proud of the work that you all do. And don't ever let one client, one bad day, or even one bad year tell you to quit. Because the question I'd have for you is quit to what? What would you do instead? Tell lies? Sell crap products? Do something that has no impact on people? Work a 40 hour work week? Sit in a cube all day? You're not going to do that. We all have that option to die a little each day of insignificance. And you know what? It's probably easier but not me. I've done this for 20 plus years and I will continue to do so because basically no one else will. And that is a little introduction into a transition that is taking place right now in Foxhole Partners. It's a transition that includes not just being more overt in our conversations around uh, the financial advising industry very specifically, but also a transition into welcoming someone Who sometimes I lead and who sometimes I follow and that's Travis Scribner. Some of you might know him but most of you don't. Travis is someone who leads Westpac Wealth Partners in both Las Vegas and Orange County, California but he's more than that. He's a producer who like me has fought his way up from nothing to become a leader in his industry. So Travis, welcome.
1: Good evening. (laughs) evening. Shouts out to, uh, to, to Jocko and Echo. It's funny you sent that email out. Uh, that you just read to a group of, uh, of producers and advisors within, within our, our network and within, within our team. And I remember getting chills as I read it. And it resonates so much more hearing it through the spoken word and, and, and hearing you say that. And I, I think really capturing the magnitude of, of what it is that we do on a day-to-day basis. I think so often... You know, one of the things I caught in there that I really like no one gets through a war without getting bloody right right we we take our lungs we absolutely do but it's it's knowing that uh, the presence of us in people's lives creates real impact creates real change and fighting
0: the good fight anyway man and it, it's just powerful um, hearing that well that that was written on the back of an email you sent to me on a <clears throat> difficult we'll say client yeah email conversation you had with somebody on the back of me losing a large client I mean, so that was, that blood was like real. It was our, it was our our blood. Yeah, Yeah, It was our blood. (laughs) That's right. Um, right. So I think that's, I
1: mean, it it could not have come at a better time for me. And I like that you alluded to, you know, not only like leading an office, like I still produce, like I'm still out there. And so, you know, and we're not immune to it, right? I I can actually specifically remember you showing up at my apartment or I guess our apartment in Orange County after a rough night with a client. And like, and I could see it on your face right away. Like you were wearing it on your face, which you don't normally i always look good yeah you always look good but you look a little beat up (laughs) you look a little (laughs) little beat up and then it followed shortly thereafter the the interaction experience that i had and i remember like it it does it it hurts you but right you 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 take some lumps but that that.
0: client i actually got yeah that's the crazy part. yeah so yeah i looked beat up on a win (laughs) when you (laughs) got lost yeah (laughs) right start taking l's it really catches it, it it can yeah it can and um yeah. So it's, it's fun to have you across the microphone because, um, you know, this industry, I don't need to tell you, I mean, you're, I'm not in a leadership position in terms of like positional. You are. You know, you lead a firm. I don't. I lead my, my little business. Um, but there's no lack of educational outlet. There's no lack of, you know, even coaching to an extent. I don't think there's much out there for advisors who want to be special to listen to two people just talk. Yeah. I just don't think that's there.
1: You know, I mean... Well, I think too much inside the businesses, and you know, you and I philosophically we align really well, which is why I think this is going to work. Now, now that we're putting the partner in Foxwell partner, right? Um, is, is that <laughs> I, I say when I'm interviewing advisors or when I'm dealing with advisors is like, look, I'm not trying to build the world's best financial advisors. I'm trying to build the world's best people, and I think if we can do that, the advising takes care of itself. I I think most advisors are looking for this magic sales process, or I do this in meeting A, and then I do this in meeting B, and I. Follow these steps, and I'm going to get there. But there's such a a bigger fundamental problem uh, inside the industry and inside everyone probably listening to this. And it's not just about the nuts and bolts of the or the mechanics of what it is that we do. It's
0: behavioral issues of who we fundamentally are as people. Like that's where we've got to go to work. Well, you said it before. I mean, the lumps we take. You know, I called it getting bloody. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you get through that without a couple of things, without having a really solid team around you. And I'm not talking about like your, your assistant, right? Or, or any of that. <clears throat> I'm talking about a close core group of people who don't just share their philosophical like planning methodology, but look at life the same way. Not completely, right? I mean, but they've got they've got a view of life the same way so that when bad things happen, you can I can reach out to a Travis or, or some of my other friends and like, you know, have them walk me through it and keep me sort of head above water. But the trick with that is it can't, as you mentioned, it can't just be. How do I put it? Like you know, having the mechanics of, of how to do something, meeting A, meeting B, meeting C, it's important. But it's been that's been out there for decades, and it hasn't solved the problem for, of of getting people to increase their production. It really hasn't. And so you're alluding to what I, I agree with completely and wholeheartedly is that there's something deeper there. there. There's more to it than that. And That's what I hope that we can we can comment on. I mean, it might take
1: us, you know, one or two episodes to figure out all of this human behavior. But I think between the two of us, we can... No, we figured it we, out. We, we can probably solve it all. Yeah, we've got it all solved. They just have to understand it. I, well, I love <laughs> what you were saying too about like, you need a team. Remember that was a conversation you and I had a while ago. And I look back early yeah. in my career, you know, I had two guys who started within 90 days of me. The three of us started together. We were in an absolutely terrible situation. We had no infrastructure. We had no support. Um, barely knew what it was that we did for a living, mm-hmm. right? And I remember later on telling that story to people, my, actually my first assistant, and she would say like, I just don't understand why you guys kept showing up. Like she was like, <laughs> legitimately like confused by it. She was like, I just don't get it. She's like, the other guy did? Yeah, she, she was like, you guys weren't making any money. She, you didn't know what you did, and you just kept showing up. But it was because we were together, right? Right. It was the three of us. It was band of brothers. It was like, okay, we got to figure this thing out. Like, if it would have been any one of us individually by ourselves, zero percent chance that I'm sitting across from the across from you right now wouldn't have happened. But that team, right? That tight knit group of people going through a shared experience together, a shared struggle together, and lifting one another. What's that
0: called? Do you remember what we called that? Collective courage. That's what it was. Collective courage. Collective courage. And that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because like um, you know for for we're referring to something um that we were taught by a, a navy seal friend of ours and that you know <laughs> so imagine tra- well, if you could see travis travis what are you six, four? Six, five, six, 240 ish big guy and um probably not really meant to get stuffed into a wetsuit and thrown out into the pacific ocean but that's like what we did right that, that was yep. like for fun we did this as a group and um not everyone actually could actually could actually do it because they were afraid. And that's legit. You know, if you don't grow up surfing and freediving the Pacific Ocean, it can be a little scary. And Eric, our our guy who took us out, he said, um, <clears throat> well that's what collective courage is about. You'll do things in a group that you wouldn't normally do. So you guys showed up every day because like you didn't want to be the first one not to, yeah. Be <laughs> my guess. When you, and you speaking to that,
1: that that excursion in the middle of the Pacific, like I was drowned in the ocean, you know, years and years ago, and um, never really got in it again. Which was a funny story behind that with you and I. When you asking me, "Hey, are you more afraid of sharks or are you more afraid of drowning?" To which I said, "Drowning." You said, "Well, it's probably a shark that'll yeah. get you." <laughs> Good news. <laughs> Good news. It's probably a shark. Um, but I never would have done that without that team i never would have done that without you guys there i think like that is what's so important and not in just this business just in life in general it's whether it's you know your significant other or or your family or you know the people that you work with or you know the people on your team you need teams we're not built as human beings i think to
0: move through this world alone very few are no i mean i would say it's the opposite right like if you think about it um uh, church is designed where you go to a place with other people and then they break it down further Whether there's even smaller groups and like um, um, workout clubs work better you know when you go work out with, with two or three other people um, or training for a marathon or even like this is a little bit out there but like Alcoholics Anonymous right it's groups It it, it, it rarely can occur that one person is able to to power through the ups and downs. Well, the ups maybe, but not the downs too yeah. so much.
1: You know? Yeah, very few people chief it out and you know are able to course correct by by themselves. Right. right. I mean, what, what, in, what, irrespective of, of what it may be.
0: Yeah, so this past week, <clears throat> um, speaking about like having a team and, and the, the, so this business is hard, okay, well, I'll just say that because I, I've heard people that I really respect say it's not that hard. And what they're really referring to is it's not that complicated and it's not. Like, find people, do the right thing, repeat as much as you want, and you'll be fine. Like that is completely true. The hard part is this. You actually had me speak to somebody this week, uh, a potential recruit to your firm, um, and she was sharp. I, mean, I didn't even share this with you, uh, I don't think. Sharp as attack, tack. And um, I mean, I would have loved to have her join the firm, I don't think she's going to. <clears throat> Here's why I don't think she will. She's in the tech space. Uh, really understands that space probably understands the future of the financial advising business better than anybody I've ever met Um, knows people has a market what she said because she had worked at another company which we won't talk about it's like the Chinese army he who shall not be named yeah that one (laughs) Um, she said what I was unprepared for where I wrote it down were the difficult conversations so she got in a meeting apparently with one of her potentials, uh, potential clients. And, uh, and the person she was working with or potentially working with said something to the tune of, Oh God, i never want to work. I never want to be alive at age, whatever it was. I'll just go out back and shoot myself. And like you and I have probably heard that yeah. 14 times this week, right? Like people just say crazy stuff, but she took that so to heart. And she's like, Joe, I mean, there are people that were talking to me about, like, the divorce that was pending that their, their spouse didn't know about or, like, what they're going to do with their uh, mom who's got Alzheimer's and he doesn't remember. them. like, she's like, I couldn't handle it. That That isn't even about the, the math or understanding the products or having to go market or any of that. Well, so, I mean, it takes so many different
1: things in order to be successful in our business, right? You have to have... Such a diverse and uh, unique skill set, right? I, I describe it to people. You know, this business is, is, is an absolute knife fight in the early years. So, you know, the way I usually describe it to people, I'm like, it's like if you've ever seen the, the uh, movie Saving Private Ryan, that <laughs> opening scene, yeah. right? Gates drop, bullets fly, everybody's dead. <laughs> like, if you somehow make it to the other side of the beach four or five years later in this business, you have no idea how you got there. Like, yeah. you have no idea. You're, like, you're just like, well, I made it i mean i'm here I like that, that, that it's there's so much to it right again it's not just the math there's plenty of people where right? i say you know you be the best financial advisor in the world if you don't have any clients that makes you the world's best finance professor right there's there's right. there's just a lot more that goes into our business there's plenty of people out there who are brilliant but don't and can't function in, in
0: what it is that we actually do well that's the so let's continue i've heard you say that with yeah that movie thing before it couldn't be more true but if you think back to that movie scene you know you're right they drop it down everyone's dead or drown <clears throat> and then a couple guys make it and but they didn't really they just didn't die yet right and now it's like they're they're corralling them all under one uh, i don't know what those things are called but basically like cover yeah. yeah on the beach and like now they're saying oh well the guys who are shooting the machine guns well they're up that cliff so now we got to go get them and it's like what i mean so that's if you continue the analogy or whatever metaphor I yeah. know, with this business, like five years in, you've just not to scare anybody out. Yeah, you know, right. You know, <laughs> like five years in, you're just, you just like get it. You're usually the beachhead. Right. Yeah, you to <laughs> the beachhead, and now you get to take the machine gun nest up on the, on the thing. And so back to what you were saying, like, how do you do that without a team around you? You, you don't. You just don't. Or you're psychotic. Yeah. Which
1: there's I mean, the, the, well, and there's one or two of those, and we know a couple of them who yeah. who have gone out there, with, you know, with the machete by themselves and just hacked through the forest. But the vast majority of people are just not capable of doing that, and, and nor should they should they
0: want to do that, right? Interesting, because you know we opened up this uh, podcast with uh, the client behavior. So, so if we can't make it through just our little business, right, without a team. What is the likelihood that the client who comes home from their corporate job, wiped out, you know, she just got home from a trip to China, um, beat, comes home, kids going crazy, husband's not understanding, you know, he's got his own job, she's got her own job, not understanding. The last thing they want to do is sit down and look at money. And when they do, they typically do what? Fight. Fight yeah <laughs> right
1: that's my relationship is perfect that never happens i well yeah I, I, well we don't fight about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's other stuff
0: the, the old joke in our house is we don't go near closets because jamie and i have never had a fight that didn't exist outside of a closet like it's only in the closet that we fight i don't know. you don't do that no <laughs> no <laughs> well, definitely not well in the future avoid closets too check but i just don't see you know how you're going to be able to win the war with a client if they don't understand the team aspect of it? That they need an advisor. everything now is cheap, cheap, quick. You know, on, on the phone, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we um, changes changed as a society in that in that regard, right? And there, there, there's so
1: much. There's so many layers to even what you're talking about with behavior and how we're changing as societally and all these. Like, there's more and more bad guys that we're fighting, not less yeah. and less.
0: Oh, completely, completely. It, yeah, I mean it, it's funny because whenever we sit down and start talking, I go like my mom, my eyes start to wander. But like I'm sitting here in this new home in Las Vegas. I don't know my neighbors. Guess what? I don't want to know my neighbors. Like, do you know any of your neighbors? No. That you? I was. I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, I know everybody. No, 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 no. Play basketball. Yeah, actually. no. Um, yeah, I don't know any of my neighbors. I didn't in, in Tennessee. I don't really in St. Louis. I mean, it, that's not how that was. I don't think growing up. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, definitely not. We knew everybody. Yeah. So like even that's changed. Yeah you know, just the walling off.
1: Well, going back to what you read to, to, to lead us off, I think part of that that, that, that always jumps out at me, because I've read it multiple times since, since you said it, Jake, like, so the question is for us and for anybody listening to this, I'm sure, you know, and, and people listening to this are probably less rooted in their conviction about what it is that we do than, than we are, I would imagine for the most part. Yeah.
0: Why do we do what we do? Well,
1: what did I say? Because no one else will.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because it's not purely... Um, oh gosh, what's the word when you're when you're doing it for someone else's benefit? Altruistic. It's not purely altruistic, right? So I do it. I can't speak for you or anybody on the call, and you know on the on the podcast who's listening. But <clears throat> if no one else will, if no one else will do the 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 right thing, and it's hard, then probably there's a lot of money in that. Does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense yeah, so what
1: it's interesting that you think about how many people we know and obviously inside the business if no one else will do it right most people aren't wired or conditioned to do hard stuff they're just not good point yeah so why do so many of us continue to move forward
0: what do you mean many of us so
1: i think so many advisors right like are, are, are moving forward and they're having these these moments of self-doubt and they're saying, okay, well, why am I continuing to do this? And I'm I'm the same with you. Like, I'm not a huge why person. Like right. it's just not, it's it's not really my my thing. Yeah. Um, but I think you do need to identify a sense of purpose. Like I have a very clear sense of purpose around what it is that's that, different that I do. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah, I'm with it's you. it's very different. And I think people probably should get more aligned with with, with that than right. potentially what, what their what their why is.
0: Well, that's a hard one too, because if you if you talk to anybody who's been through You know, this company, I've had this this Foxhole partner for three years now. And I've coached three years, 14 podcasts. You're really firing them out there. I got a day job. I got five kids. Prolific. How many kids you you got? 52. (laughs) I'm afraid that might be true. Um, What was I saying? I was going to make a really good point. You totally screwed up. I totally screwed you up. Yeah, you did. That doesn't matter. It'll come back. Or it won't. Maybe it wasn't that good of a point.
1: It'll definitely come out to you later. We'll address that on an episode. Oh after. no, I've had so I've
0: had, three, I've had yeah. three years of fourteen podcasts. Okay, and uh, so I've coached some advisors, and I've I've done it. You know, where I've gotten deep with them and said, okay, these are the things that that you need to get under control. You need to get your discipline handled, which is kind of a in vogue thing now. So, like our, the thing that I always talk about is it's not mo- motivation is a myth. That's that comes and goes. It's a feeling. Discipline is different than that. Discipline team. Um, you know, we list four or five different things, one of which is purpose or mission. <clears throat> and of all of them, that's the thing that people struggle with the most. Not because they can't necessarily figure out. It. So it's like you would think they maybe couldn't figure out what their mission or purpose is. No, they, they couldn't even understand what that is but like, well, you think about that though it's such a
1: foreign thing for people to talk about yeah. right you think about most people moving through their like their day-to-day lives or day-to-day corporate jobs of, you know like like the, the old quote most men lead lives of quiet desperation but like, you see people yeah. like and they're just like dead behind their eyes in in most careers like the vast majority yeah. of people that you that you encounter on a day-to-day basis
0: in this career yeah, yeah. one yeah, every, yeah.
1: everywhere yeah. right like that's how people look so guess what they've never had to think about purpose or like or mission like they're just not like life is not set up for the the, the the vast majority of people to ever have that conversation with themselves and if they do it's very fleeting and then they bury it back down because it's something that they don't want to address because they feel trapped in whatever it is that they're doing
0: yeah yes that's true I've also seen people who have the conversation with themselves but see I, I can BS myself better than anybody like you can yeah. yourself too and so and I mental gymnastics myself. yeah or jujitsu even better Watch it's gymnastics. Way, way tougher <laughs> way, way tougher I can't do a cartwheel I can choke somebody out. I can't do a cartwheel I can choke some people out. some people Yeah. Not, not me not but people. some people like, well uh, uh. as <laughs> we both take a drink <clears throat> um, yeah so you know I think as we are sort of embarking on this uh, you know what we hope to do these podcasts well not hope we're going to do yeah it we're regularly. going to yeah and you know some are going to be directly addressing maybe uh, we'll call it a soft thing like um, but like mission you know what yeah. is it and how do you figure yours out and, and that kind of thing um, values you know our friend Joe Urkovich talks about those a lot and trying to figure out what is a value and when, how do you know you know when you're living that value and how do you know when it's when it's going against the grain those are very soft skills they're they're necessary they're required um, but then there's more hard skills we'll call them like how do you program better discipline? Like how much weight have you just lost recently? Uh, 35 pounds. In how long? Uh, like th- three months. And I don't know the answer to this. Have you ever really done that before?
1: Uh, once before Okay. when I was really young, I'm 40 now. I did okay, it once so before different. at like
0: 18, so that doesn't count. Oh God, Yeah. A baby pup. Definitely doesn't count, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would mean, be much easier to do. So, you know, I would say that what, 35 pounds mm-hmm. yeah, over a, a month? A few couple months. A couple months. Yeah, so that's even better. So the longer it goes, actually, the more the more it is discipline. And it's not motivation. All right. So we talk about a lot. Uh, you've heard me speak about it. That in order to create discipline, in my opinion, it's my opinion, uh, it's got to start in the body somewhere. It's got to be kinesthetic. You have to feel it. You, I mean, to lose thirty five pounds over the course of let's just say two months or forty five days, whatever it is, there's there's a lot of sacrifice there. You know, there, there's maybe less alcohol than you'd normally consume. There's there's less bread, whatever it is, like whatever bread. you love. Is it the bread? It's the bread. <laughs> yeah, I it's bread. love the carbs. You know, I like sugar, that kind of stuff. So, like that that discipline thing, how to program that, and then how to how to point that discipline at your business. Like we're going to talk about those types of things. We're going to talk about um, really anything that's to do with financial advising that's not. I mean, I don't think we need to have a podcast about product. No, you know, I don't think we need to do that.
1: I don't think you and I would make it past many episodes if I that's the only so thing that we could talk about. Damn boring. Well, I, you know, going back to you know that that discipline thing, right? I started thinking about. I think one of the the, the, the major traits I think for anyone to be successful in any business is self awareness. Yeah. Right. I think you know, uh, you know, we're both huge fans of Jocko Willink. You know, Jocko's made yeah. references. Like you need to be able to detach from yourself. Yeah. Right, and give a brutally honest self-assessment of, of who you are and what's going on. And self-awareness is so critical. I think most people that I've ever met are extremely self. Who are successful are self-aware. And you know, for me, it was detaching from myself for a second, saying, "Okay, well, you're trying to build this like massive firm and
0: do all these things, and you can't even control what you put in your mouth." But that's a real thing. Like what you're saying is, you know, there are people who are going to listen to this and be like, "Son of a bitch!" Right? And then, and now, you got to do something about it or not which is even worse well most
1: people don't right? they just keep yeah. their head in the sand most people don't want probably everyone has the ability to be self aware and detach they're just afraid of what they're going to see right when they I detach think that's fair yeah
0: if they can get beyond the ego <clears throat> first right yeah. so like you know you and I if anyone who knows us if they don't know us well they're going to think we're very egotistical 1000% but what they don't know if they don't know us well enough is we're always we're even more egotistical yeah. <laughs> 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 we're always joking yeah. like in order to in order to <laughs> in order to say the things you and I say about each other, like we have to not have ego in order to get being self-aware is one thing, but having no ego around what you find, that's a totally different thing. All right? So to your point, if you, if you had, if you had said, hey, look, I'm trying to build this massive thing and I can't control whatever it is you like to put in your mouth, you know, the bread and the cook, cocoa puffs, whatever yeah. it might be, um, all the carbs, all of them. all the carbs. If you can't control it, but yeah, I can easily see somebody who's egotistical say, "Doesn't matter. I'm so good at what I do. I don't need that discipline over there." It, d- it takes ego to kind of step back and be like, "Actually." Well, you—you. You, this is a great segue into our end our day jobs,
1: right? You look like when we're looking at a balance sheet. Yeah. each of those domains aren't independent they're all interdependent yeah. and it's no different in this right i think if one area of your life is an absolute mess you may be able to mask and hide things in other areas but it's eventually going to catch
0: up to you so you're familiar <clears throat> with um you know so you talked about a balance sheet and the way we would operate a balance sheet would be not just assets and liabilities but also looking at cash flow and protection mm-hmm. for interdependent domains as you as you said Life's like that too. I couldn't agree more. And so one of the exercises I do with uh, financial advisors I've done in the past is I try to get them to build a life balance sheet. You've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and everyone's balance sheet's different. So like some of my categories would be, you know, family and spirituality and uh, physical and whatever, you know, even self-defense, like that kind of stuff. Um, That's the one thing that most people won't do. Like they won't do the exercise. They won't fill out the balance sheet of their life. I don't know why. I was gonna
1: say, why do you think that is?
0: It's either just sheer laziness because it takes a little bit of time to like go in and use some software to do it. Um, it's either that, which could be. Um, my opinion. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I think that they just look at me and think I'm silly. Uh, I'm an idiot, you know. And, and ah, it doesn't matter, and they're just gonna do their own thing. But I don't really know the answer to it. I've just noticed that that's the thing that people won't do. I think part of that ties back to exactly what we were just talking about with the with the
1: self-awareness and detachment. I think you know people are like some like they're either too lazy to do it or I, or I think they're partly they're afraid to do it. Right? They're, they're really afraid to take inventory of their lives because you, the thing is once you admit some of these things to yourself like you really admit them to yourself and I'm sure at some point in this podcast I'll, I'll get into some stories that I don't normally like tell a lot um, not maybe this episode but just in general <laughs> um, once you face it you, you you can't ignore it anymore like yeah. you, you, I mean you, I guess you can ignore it but like you're gonna feel some sense of of. of of, of dejection if you don't face it like right? yeah. and so most people would rather just not face the problem right it's the person who has passed due bills who just doesn't open them and throws them away or whatever it may be like it's the bad behavior. Done that. yeah I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got an incredible story from the early days of your career right because you, you didn't even want to face it you didn't want to face the problem of opening that credit card bill that was massive early in your what career what difference right? did it make I couldn't pay it throw it on the pile right throw it on the, <laughs> the, throw on the, throw on the pile throw it on the pile yeah. and that's what people do inside their lives yeah. right they just throw it on the pile right, right? they just they, they're just yeah. gonna close off they're not gonna face those they're not going to face these harsh
0: realities to become the person that they have the potential of being. One of the, one of the things yeah you know, I fly a ton you do too yeah um and one of the things that always makes me f- <laughs> this is going to sound bad right like I'm not a touchy feely kind of person like the people that are close to me I care intimately about I want to go deep and really understand where but generally speaking like I'm not I'm not the guy who's going to go to a you know this I'm not going to go to a country club and like you know rub elbows with people it's just bro, bro down I'm not going to bro down I do not I just <laughs> I don't even like shaking hands like I don't like it but I do really feel bad for people when I'm in it, I hope this doesn't sound bad I'm standing in the airport and I look around and I'm like you know what I can't tell if that guy is 55 or 35 because he just his skin is super pale he's way overweight and you start looking around just the general crowd and it's like that's common and where did he give up or her right so it's just a male thing like where did they give up where did they just say ah everything else is going so crappy like just throw it on the pile to, to what you said earlier and that's something maybe we can put a dent in yeah, yeah. i mean that's the idea of foxhall partner frankly is working on behavior cuz honestly if if we can get financial advisors to it put a dent in the behavioral gap that they've got i mean how much better do they become as advisors to
1: their clients well you look you mentioned the advisor that you that you met with for me to potentially hire and you know having the tough conversations uh it's real impact that we have in 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 the world right you look at one of the reasons i i love leading a firm is okay now it's not just the scope of how many people travis can help it's the scope of how many people everyone that works inside of my office can help right that's real impact that's touching and helping yeah it's yeah. compounding it's touching thousands tens of thousands of families when it's probably all said and done if
0: not hundreds of thousands right uh, so there is real impact inside of what it is that we're doing yeah yeah no there certainly can be and, and it's it can be scary a little bit too and i tell you what because again if i was listening to this podcast you know oh it's a financial advisor you know, um and i'm starting to hear what these two you know nimrods are talking about um you get, I do anyway, you get fearful like, hmm, like I think they're right and, but my clients don't wanna talk about that. They don't. They wanna talk about mutual funds and insurance policies and deferred compensation and, and by the way, you can get that on any podcast you want. We can, we can, I'm not going to, but we can read off a litany of podcasts where you can talk about that all day long. And I, even me, like I know behavior is the key. I know that. We can even show statistics in our industry that that's so. And yet there's always that fear. If we're coaching advisors. What do you think about, right? I
1: mean, you've been at this, you know, a long time. Uh, I've been at it about a decade myself at this point. And I think of, you know, how many review meetings that I have with clients where it's like six minutes of us reviewing their portfolios. And then it's talking about kids and parents and problems, all of these different things and different uh, events that are occurring in their life and having a sounding board to talk through those things like that's what people care about it's it's, it's genuinely connecting with people uh that I think a lot of advisors are missing the boat on because they think that their clients
0: don't want to talk about it but they do yeah you know, the opposite's true too um i found yeah so yeah you've been doing it in a decade i mean this is my 20 i'm in my 21st year <clears throat> and um i think i think i know i, I i'm trying to stop saying i know yeah, it's not you. Just say you know. I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I do know a lot of stuff. I, I, I think I see people, advisors I'm talking about, they'll spend all the time. See, here's the thing, Travis. It's okay. It, all right. Let me put it this way. You, we can talk about, like, let's say you and I sat down and you, you asked me, um, hey, how's, uh, how's Jamie doing? And my wife's pregnant right now. How's Jamie Super doing? pregnant. He's super pregnant. Hey. You know, she's she's going to be uh, hearing yeah, well, Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. It's, it's a compliment. Baby's almost here. Baby, you don't look super pregnant to me. Look, you, I it, think you look perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can say, hey, how's Jamie feeling? Oh, she's feeling great. That, that's surface level, right? Um, versus, um, uh, I can't think of something going on right now. If I could, I would tell you. But like, let's say you knew one of my kids was struggling with something. You said, hey, how's Gavin doing with that, you know, whatever. And we, we started talking about something really deep. I think advisors, whenever they do spend time on the family stuff, it's all surface level. And it's just not enough well you and i've had that
1: conversation with you right it was yeah. always interesting for those that those that know you um you'll always make the joke you say i don't like people i like, joking around about it but you're like i wasn't joking yeah you're like, well you thought you were i thought i was yeah you're like i don't that. i don't like people right i like, could it's, it's here here's a fist pound i not shaking your hand let's make this conversation no, that's so, not germs. yeah let's make this conversation as quickly as possible <laughs> and keep it moving but what you realize was it's like no no i i don't like small talk right Right. If it's a deep dive into helping someone become a better version of themselves or problems that they're having that they want real help with, you're like, man, I'm all in for that. You're like, You'll sit there and listen to somebody for, for hours if need be on something like yeah. that to have a conversation. And so, yeah, you mentioned like advisors are like, everyone just stays so surface as opposed to, you know, really going deep.
0: Right. Hey, Let's talk about the <clears> Steeler <throat> game. Right? Yeah. Did you see that hit? Um, this College football, like that drives me insane. College, just as an aside, I hate college football tired of it sorry, sorry. there's half our audience right? <laughs> yeah but like that and i someone else had to point that out to me about the i've told you about the uh, the surface level versus deep like i didn't even see that but i do know in my client meetings like you can ask sarah my uh, operations person we've got kleenex in there i don't spend any time on oh how is johnny's football game i don't care but you know your mom who's like in a nursing home and it caught you off like that and they, they start tearing up but I go right there. That's, that's different. Um, and that level, I think if you can get to that level about behavior with clients on a financial side, you can actually solve people's problems. That, that's, that's my premise anyway. Well, even saying, I mean, I guess it's, it's a bit of a diversion from that. When you start talking
1: about, like, most people just aren't willing to have tough conversations. You mentioned the advisor mm-hmm. that you interviewed. She's like, I just wasn't ready for the difficult conversation. Good point. Didn't even think about that. Right. I'm just not ready for them. Like, having conversations with somebody about their behavior, it's difficult. Well,
0: let me ask you this. Have you Have you ever known a friend, don't name names, We're not friends. Have you ever ever had a friend who's actually gotten married to somebody that they didn't want to get married to? Yes. Me too. Yeah. Because they didn't want to actually – they just didn't want to have the conversation. Yeah. I mean I did this when I was – well, I didn't marry the person. But I was in college. I I, I lived with a girl – um, for years that I just couldn't wait to break up with.
1: I, I made a reference actually because I've, I've got another radio show and I was talking about that this morning. I had a buddy really? of mine who knew that he wanted to break up with his girlfriend and he yeah. had like this eight month plan. I was like, eight months? I was like, it's like well, here's, we need to get through the holidays right. and then I need to do, then I need to get my CDs back or whatever it may be. It's like, dude, like the difficult conversations are really hard to have and right when you're talking whether it's about clients' behavior or whatever else it may be. You and I were at a conference together last week and there was a presentation by an advisor based out of Florida that we saw mm-hmm. that I just loved, right? He talked about the difference between being principled and being a chameleon. Yeah, really good. And man, I yeah. absolutely love that. He's like, you know, most people are willing to just be the chameleon for whoever it is they need to be as opposed to being right. principled of this is what I believe, this is what I know can
0: help you hop right. on my back, let me help get you to the promised land.
1: Most yeah. people just aren't
0: willing to do that. They're not in very, like, so getting real laser focused on that for a second. Uh that spoke to me a lot because right now as we sit here in 2019 end of the year um the portfolios that I put people in are weighted a certain way, okay? And it's not because we're timing markets, it's because we know that risk premiums show up there over a long period of time. What we don't know is when they're going to show up. So you got to stay and 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 I know the data, and you do too. Right? I know the data. And yet, for the past, I don't know, four or five years, the risk premiums haven't shown up in those categories. And guess what's happening to some of my colleagues? People I consider f- my friends. They're just as smart as me if not smarter. What are they doing? They're moving. They're jumping ship. They're jumping ship. They're, yeah. they're chameleons. They're just giving their client what they want. Um, they'll find it cheaper. They'll, they'll chase return. Now, they'll argue that. But at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. And when he said that, the chameleon thing, I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it... It's hard to stick. Well, what's even difficult
1: inside of that, too, you actually get punished for being principled. 100%. Right? Because clients leave and go somewhere else, which is a direct hit to your income, right? Like Absolutely. You are taking a hit yep. financially to be principled, whereas the guy who's the chameleon or the gal who's the chameleon is making more money right I, I, yeah. it, so it, it becomes even it's a compounding problem of how difficult it can really be for us to draw our line in the sand and say
0: this is who i am like this is what i'm doing yeah but so you're 100 percent right on that and yet i'm thinking going back when you're talking about the four interdependent domains and the life balance sheet i, I talked about what we call it element map i stole that from somebody <clears throat> but um so if i'm going to be a kid so i was a different person before i got divorced in 2011. Well, I was fat. That's true. (laughs) Fat, 100, yeah, 100. That was true. But I mean, like emotionally, all of it. I was, I was a, I was a little boy in a man's body. I was a different guy, and uh, so I went through that and uh, met Joe Urkovich, who you know, uh, he's just an awesome, awesome guy. And uh, I did all the work, but he led me down the path, right? And so this is how you grow up. So I, I look at that chameleon versus principle thing, and I'm like, yeah, definitely, I, I could, I'm gonna take a hit, maybe i have being principled and maybe you don't suffer the consequences of the chameleon but you do because you're so when you go home and your wife wants to talk about something and you're like you know what, it's easier just to just be like yeah okay than to have the hard yeah. conversation right or or same thing with your kids like your relationship is going to suffer you're going to suffer it may not be monetarily in that little you know conversation we just had about the, the you know the assets and stuff like that but that's what being principled really is. It's not just in the business; it's having those difficult conversations. Maybe it's with staff, you know. Maybe it's with uh, for you. Maybe it's other uh, financial advisors in, in the company. People you're close. Maybe it's, it's me. It's you. It's me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's it's you. it's you. No, I mean, but that's that's legitimately like, and if you can't do that, you can't be a good financial advisor, or you you'll be an average financial advisor. And and every time I talk to people when I'm out on the road and I'm coaching advisors and you do the same thing, like people are always asking, how do I get from here to there, you know, a higher level? And the answer isn't learning more products. It's definitely, it's what so many people get lost.
1: So obviously we probably don't have enough time on this episode. It's probably a, a dedicated episode to it, but you know, you talk about, or i made the reference to fat joe and you talked about you know you being a completely different person yeah then the problem with that is and for anyone who's listening to this that knows us or ends up meeting us at some point the problem with that is people only know this version of joe DeLisi, but right? they only know that for the most part they only know this version of you or yeah. they only know this version of travis if they just, driven, us, or if they just met you. us right. yeah or if they just met us within the last few years right not understanding that it was an evolution for you to become who it is that you are today it was an evolution like Travis at 30 is a wildly different human being than Travis at 40, right? Right. So it was an evolution to become who it is that we are today. And we also realize that we haven't reached the ultimate destination. There's still more to do. There's still more self-improvement. I think there's probably an entire episode around, you know, that progression of, of who we once were to what we've done to get to where we are now.
0: Yeah. And you're right. I mean, the, the road is still long. But I remember—it's um, longer for me because you're older. You're almost dead. But I look younger. Dentsen. Do you? Yeah, Do you look younger. It's not fair. You got darker skin. Yeah, you're true. always gonna look.
1: Yeah, skin. Skin. you got this gray hair. Too, I got the gray hairs. Yeah, it's not much. I get gray. Oh, I shaved it. Yeah, that's See, I, I own, own mine. Distingu- <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> I just don't like it. I, I like took over it. an agency, man. I'm aging like Obama. I always say in those last couple you years get, in you office.
0: You do have that that gray Obama thing coming in. Give it another couple of years. Are you going to get another term? Is the question. Huh. So we'll uh, I'm going to get the, uh, named emperor. Right <laughs> <laughs> no you're Trump. <laughs> yeah, <exactly right. laughs> <Now you're> true <laughs> um, the, the guy who who walked me or started walking me down that path, the guy that we we're talking about, Joe. He, I remember asking him like six months into this this new evolution. And I I knew I was going down the road. Yeah, You did too. I remember you saying you you looked in the mirror yeah. and you said something to the effect of like... I'm a loser.
1: That's what I said. Yeah. As okay. if you're a loser. Yeah. Like looking in the mirror.
0: Yeah. So like yeah. there was a moment in time for each of us, right? And I remember asking him, I'm like, you know, it's uh There's... I feel like... I feel like I've come far. This is like six months into this. I don't feel like I'm, I'm making any progress. And he's like, let me tell you something. And he, he's 60. He's almost 70 now. He's like, let me tell you something. He goes there are men who will be 80 years old that never are older really than 12 or 14 years old he's like the majority of men what little transition you've already done most men will never get there you know he was just talking to me as a man but the women are the same thing i mean we they all we all walk around with these insecurities we don't have these deep conversations etc um yeah it's just it's it's so interesting because you and i we're not at the top of the food chain yeah. there's certain if you just look at it by income we're doing i I, right. aye. Right. but you know, there are people who always make more, but you know, it's no, it's no accident that we went from nothing. Cause I know your story. You come from, you can tell it later. You've come from nothing. I've really come from nothing. Um, you more so than me for sure. Like I, I had some benefits as a kid that you didn't have from what I understand, but even still, like it's not my family has any money. And we grew somewhere. You're, you're the richest delici. I am definitely the richest DeLisi. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there are, might be other delicies that I don't know about. Yeah, so none different. that are directly related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I just, for the people that are listening to this, as we kind of wrap this up, um, I guess what I, what I would want them to hear, and I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on this, but I want them to have somewhere to go Where it's not going to be all fluffy, touchy-feely, right? There's going to be hard work. If you want to like be part of the tribe, it's going to be hard work. It's not easy. It's going to be different work, Um, but that nobody's looking for instantaneous change. It's just not that way, you know. Um, And and it's going to be related specifically to what they do for a living. Um, And I just don't think there's that outlet. No, I love that. And I think you know, once you start, you talked about you know the conversation you had with
1: Joe and saying. Hey, you know, I don't think I'm any, I don't think I've done anything. I think what's so addicting to this path is as you start moving down it, you realize that there actually is no end to it. It's about mm-hmm. continuous improvement, it's about continuously getting better. And I love what we're doing here, and I hope it can create real impact in, in, in advisors' lives of what it is that they're doing, and for, not only for their clients, but for their own families.
0: Yeah, their own families. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> that, it starts there. Yeah. yeah, it really, it really does. I, I um, if we could, ju- even if it was in our own company, you know, we work in the same company. If we just impacted the families of the people that we know in our company, and that's all it did. I, I think that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, well, you know, so it's funny. I did a, an exercise recently with uh, some of the advisors in my office. And if you want to fill some space, I'll actually uh, pull up one of the emails. Yeah.
0: Oh, yo, that's my cue. Well, I'll do this while you're pulling that up. I'm going to tell people where to get in touch with this. Okay. Um, so because I'll give our, I'll give everybody some homework. Homework's good, and for me too. Yeah, if you want, I don't want to do homework. Um, so if you want to go to our website, it is foxholepartner.com. It's singular. Uh, so Foxhole Partner, singular. Because at the time I didn't have a travel <laughs> foxholepartner.com on uh, Facebook. It's uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think right now it's either Joe DeLisi Foxhole Partner. Uh, Facebook's a good way to reach us. There's, there's We put stuff up there. Um, and um, an email. I'm, I'm at I'm at foxholepartner.com. We'll get you an email. Yeah. Um, what you got there?
1: Okay. So fire these. E- I mean, Joe's not the touchy-feely one. But if you're listening to this, this is an exercise I recently did with some of my advisors. And I think the last part is where it really kind of come, comes home. And what I want you to ask yourselves, and you can email it directly to me, those of you that have my email address, or once I have a foxhole email, you can send them there. And I would, I would actually love to see them. Mm. And it was really powerful seeing them as they came in for my advisor. So there's a series of questions that I think would be powerful for you to answer and I think could, you know, create some self-awareness. So the first one is, are you happy with your current performance? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> are you happy with your current performance? Number two. What are the three things that I possess that will make me successful in this business? Right? Cuz everyone's got a unique skill set, right? Everyone has different talents, and I think if you can identify what it is, you can figure out how to spend your time. What was that question again? What? What are the three things that I possess that will make me successful in this business?
0: Hmm.
1: Number 3. What is my vision for the future? Right. We talked about purpose and we talked about, you know, identifying the sense of, of, of what it is that we're doing. Have you really clearly identified what your vision for the future is? So number three, what is my vision for the future? Number four, what has to have occurred three years from now for me to feel good about the progress towards that vision? Right. So when we're on Foxhole Partners, Podcast number 17 in three years with, with the pace that Joe's making them right now. You actually the What are the things that have to have occurred for you to feel good about your progress? And number five, this was the powerful one that when I saw my advisors sending back to me, it, they were tough to read, man. It, right. it, was, it was tough to read. So number five. I didn't get this email. You didn't because you're not in one of my coaching groups. Sorry, I should Got have said it. it to you. Number five, what are the consequences if I don't live up to the vision?
0: Well, that's funny because I wrote that down so that I could say, rather than the vision, like, what don't I get? What are the consequences? Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: And that's where it was so powerful for people to really, for the first time, admit to themselves what was at stake. For them, for their families, what did you for everyone that? else. Did you hear that from me? I'm sure I, heard, I didn't hear it from you. Because
0: I told a group early in February that same thing.
1: No, so I don't know who I stole that from. I've got like a, this okay. blue binder of like notes that I've taken over the gotcha. years, and that was from a meeting I was in in like 2012 or something like huh. that. Okay. So yeah okay yeah but I'm, so i'm not sure who i still i definitely yeah. didn't create it but i think it's powerful I, you know if, if you want to share those things with me uh i'm more than happy to receive them i'm a bit more the touchy-feely guy than jeff
0: <laughs> last thing on that uh i think was second thing or first thing where you said what are the three things <clears throat> that you're uniquely qualified for number to? two Yep. okay What's interesting is uh, one of the things that I read a long time ago and I tell people that I coach is if you can be in top 25% in three different things, you'll make millions and millions and millions of dollars. So what are those three things? It's just a different way. Yeah. Um, And like I know what mine are, but most people that I ask that question to, I don't know what you got back, but most people can think of one, maybe two. Three is a stretch. Yeah. And that's the point. (laughs) You got to figure that out. Cool. All right. You got anything else? That's it eventually what I want to be able to do is like you know sell all, all of our swag on here I'm just kidding yeah just right? kidding. well like, this is where we
1: lead into like the seven minute like go here for some supplements and here for a t-shirt oh yeah
0: we can sell supplements we can just, yeah. just make that crap up yeah
1: right foxhole Partner sounds like a pretty cool name it versus to sell fun. stuff we've got
0: a logo yeah. Jamie told me uh most of that stuff is, is all com- that's all sourced from the same like lab and they, did you know that
1: foxhole creatine coming soon get
0: some <laughs> yeah yeah." Yeah, we're eventually going to need somebody sitting on the side like you know with the the throat gesture yeah okay uh well good um you know if you you know how to reach me you know how to reach travis some of you guys do um you know what tell people about the podcast it's going to be a little different you know it's, it's it's easier to do a podcast with somebody bounce some stuff off of if you guys have things you want us to talk about that's a good one too you know shoot that our way and let us Take a shot. That's all I got. Out. Out? Can you that? <laughs> I mean I, I do that? I think it's an ode. I don't know that we're stealing it. So I think it's maybe an ode for this it's one. It's a what? An, an ode to Jocko. An ode. Oh, okay. Yeah. An ode. I, I'm also not big on words. Yes. Out. Out. Okay.